my favorite comics. Oh, welcome back to another episode. And as you could tell by the opening segment, tonight's is going to be going back and delving into the comic books that I love. Um, the next one is back from, started in 1993, when Image Comics was bursting at the seams. Um, Sam Keith had an idea, and if you knew, knew Sam Keith, he was uh, one of the artists who had a good run on the, the Incredible Hulk back then. And he had this really unusual idea and called the Max. And to me, the Max is just a really adult comic book because it deals with adult issues. And it was something, you know, um, 93, I was fresh out of high school. Uh, I think I was just about to turn 21 in 93. And this, as it was, this was picking up sales at image there was only 35 issues and you can you can get um you can there's reprints now and you can get uh hardbacks i believe but mtv picked up a animated version i think it was 13 episodes or something 15 minute episodes (laughs) but um it dealt with a I don't know if you'd call it, I guess, physical abuse. But it was disguised in a different way because you it, it dealt with... I'm trying to see if I can get this right. It was, it was Sam Keats. He was the artist. He also helped write. Alan Moore came on and helped write. And then Bill Mesner Loeb's um, helped finish it up and close the story. Um... The Max is actually a was a was a homeless man living in a box. Um, but there's an alternate reality. There's the real world and there's the alternate reality. Um, and when he's in the alternate reality, he was this big purple guy with like yellow claws. And he he was a defender of um what was known as the Jungle Queen. But in the real world. Um, her name was Julie uh, Winters, and um, she was a social worker. And uh, she she would often help Max out of. She'd help him get out of jail. She'd bail him out. Um, Max himself was aware of the outback, the alternate reality, but like Julie, she really wasn't. It would go back and forth between the real world and the alternate reality, and if you didn't pay attention, it was very confusing. So it's one of those books you could probably... I'm going to pick it back up. I'm going to pull it out of my shelves and reread it again. <coughs> but um, you had the main story arc. Um, there was a protagonist named Mr. Gone. And you would see that, like, if you watch the animated, he had this big black flowing cape and he took darkness. And then um, he had these little things called the Is, which were the Predators from the Outback and they would um, they would be white in the Outback but when they came to the real world they'd become black and they'd have teeth and they would just I saw them as 
all, all sorts of dirty little things. There wasn't a real word for them, but like insecurities, fears, everything that could be bad is the way I always read it myself. Um, but Mr. Gone, he was um, a serial rapist, and that's pretty serious for comic book, you know? And he knew the existence of the Outback, and he had like a telepathic link um, to the the main to Julie, the main star of it, because it was basically her story. And it was about her finding out that she had hidden things in her mind, and that's what even though, even though Mr. Gone was the bad guy, with this whole thing, it opened up things that she had put in her past that, as a social worker, she had to overcome like a lot of people do in life, they hide things away from themselves as they get older. And then she runs across a teenager named Sarah who, um, she, she, Julie counsels and you're dealing with that and her story. And Mr. Gone is always the bad guy. And with the, with these these is creatures, and it's pretty emotional if you if you sit there and read it. There's, a, I think it's issue thirty two where it actually hits you what the story is about. Like so, a lot of the time, you you're lost until you get to that point, trying to figure out what's going on. And it's a really emotional when you hit that mark. Um. But it's dealing with a lot of, I mean, I think it could deal, if it was, it deals with a lot of today's issues. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's something I think if you haven't read, you need to read. Um, Even if you find it online or or watch the, 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 the animated episodes, you might get a, a glimpse of it, but if you can find the books and read them, I don't think they're relatively expensive. But it follows Sarah after that and her dealing with her origin story and learning that everyone has their own outback, their own alternate reality. And <coughs> certain people like Mr. Gone can step into other people's alternate realities and still influence them. So you can read that in lots of different ways. Um, it when it, By the time... It, it has a really good ending when by the time it gets to the end. But you have to stick with it because it's like... It's a slow burn, I guess you would say. Um... And it deals with, like, people having spirit animals. <clears throat> like, um... Um, Julie, she, her spirit animal is a rabbit. Um, and it goes for her childhood when she rescued one. This starts with, like, before... Back in the 90s, they had... they You, you started with number one, but then suddenly they come back with an origin number zero. And then, so they had a a number zero and then they had a max half, which was uh, available 
through Wizard, if anyone remembered Wizard magazine, which was fantastic. Um, but like Sarah had a spirit animal of a horse. Um, but it, things that connect each other and through traumatic experiences. Um, I still have the actual toy. I have a Max toy because uh, McFarlane Toys, they did all of the, I think all of the figures for Image back then. And then I had a bag full of Is, which was, I got at a, conve- at a Dragon Con. And it's just, it's a very adult subject and you have to read it and, and take it as it is. And a lot of people will identify with it differently. But it's always sat, even though there was only 35 issues, and it's always sat as one of my favorite stories with a very unlikely... Because, you know, when you, when you first read it, you thought it was, you know, who's this guy with this funky-looking head and, and this purple suit with these big claws, and then you find out that's just the way he was perceived. You know, he's really a homeless man who had a lampshade on his head. And as confusing as that seems, you just have to read it. And I can't say that enough. Um, there's different scenes in, in the book, like where the is this crossover. Um, and when they cross over to the real world, only people like the Max can see him as is. And everyone else, there's kind of a funny moment where he looks across the room and he can see the is is dressed as an elderly woman with a wig on and a hat, but it's an is. And everyone else sees as as a grandma. And it kind of goes to the the Captain Marvel scene where she knew who the the scroll was and she attacked the scroll. And nobody else saw it because they didn't know. And that's what it kind of reminded me as. Um, But give it a look, you know. Give it a read. Check into it. One of my favorite books of all time, The Max by Sam Keith. And uh, thanks for giving this a listen.